guys. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Lunch Plus broadcast. We are super excited to have you with us today. I am Barrett Nauer, and we have with us today... Who are you? I don't remember. Who am I? Who are we all in the grand scheme of things? <laughs> I'm Buddy Crabtree. <laughs> and I'm Abby Wright. Abigail is here with us, and we're super excited to have you here. Go ahead and share the broadcast. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from. Also, Restream's doing a weird thing today where we can see some of your Facebook comments, but we're going to do our best to make sure that we catch every single one of them. But if we're a little bit late saying hello to you, no, we still love you very, very, very much. But it's going to be an excellent day because we've got an awesome lineup in store for you. Here's what's coming up right now. First, we have my favorite segment, The Price is Right. Are you excited to figure out what weird things I found on the internet? It's going to be great. After that, it's followed up with our next installment of What's Good. We got some good news for you today, followed by a time of confession and then word sneak before we dive into what's the word for the day. It's going to be awesome. I love your description of Price is Right. It's, are you excited to see what random things I found online today? <laughs> Seriously, that is my favorite one. I'm always like very pleased with what I can find. I'm like super pleased with it. Guys, I'm also very excited because if you don't know yet, pumpkin spice is back in coffee shops around the nation, at least one in particular. And you should probably run. Don't walk, run to your local coffee shop. Or drive. Or drive. <laughs> That's faster. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it would take you longer. I don't know. However, you get there the fastest, go and get pumpkin spice because it's basically fall. Like, it's basically <laughs> happening. Abby's in a sweater today. It's rainy outside. The fall's here. You just said outside. Outside? It's raining outside. It's raining outside. Yay. The Facebook comments. There we go. <laughs> anyway, it's family chat time. I'm just super stoked about fall. And with that, it super is time. Stooped. Super stoked. Super stoked about fall. Um, question number one of the day. I'm sorry. <laughs> Have you ever peed outside? <laughs> I had a, like, I heard, I saw Have You Ever, and all of a sudden my brain went to Hillary Duff. Have you ever wondered what life is about? Anyway, have you ever peed outside? I'm a man, of course. I'm so pleased that you just sang the Loser McGuire movie soundtrack. I'm so excited. But yes, I have peed outside. I'm a man. Every man has peed outside. Have you? Um, have you all? I have. I have. Once. I'm sorry to say, but I have. Yeah. It was not a good, would I do it again? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I was young, and things don't work the same way as I thought they would. Yeah. It was bad. I'm not built the way to do it in a way that leaves me clean, so <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I had to take no. a shower afterwards. So in Botswana, they did, their rest stops were trees. So, like, as you're driving down the road, you'll see a sign, and it's just a big picture of a tree, and it's, it'll say, like, five kilometers ahead. <laughs> that was their rest stop. Really? And then you pull up to the red stop, you, like, walk behind the tree, but there's a big sign there that says, Natural Wildlife Area, <laughs> you know, like, and it's Africa, so you know that means, like, jaguars, and, and they call them widow makers, the, the buffalo, but, like... Jaguars? No, not jaguars. Jaguars? Jaguar. What? Are you making fun of the way I say Jack? No, I'm just wondering if that's how you've been to Botswana. I haven't. I, I don't know if that's how you say it. And I've just been saying Jaguars like like. Oh no, you're probably right. I don't know. How well, to we're say talking it. about Lissy McGuire and Jaguar. <laughs> anyway. That's how I say it. I think Jaguar. Say, I say Jaguar. Does anyone say Jaguar? You just said Jaguar. Yeah, you did. Yeah. 
That's what I said. Oh, I huh? thought you meant you said Jaguar. No. Do you I say, say jaguar. jaguar or Jaguar? I don't say Jaguar. I've never heard Jaguar until until today. Jaguar. I was today years old when I heard it for the first time. Is that how you're well, supposed to say it? Am I 31 sure. and I've been saying it wrong? Sure. I didn't know that they up. were in Africa. I thought they were like South Africa or South America. I could be wrong. Oh. Yeah. Pastor's on. Hi, Pastor <laughs> Holly. Holly says Jaguar too. Is yeah. that a Southern? No, but he's not Southern. I'm not Southern. I am I just wrong? <laughs> I don't know. Question number two. I have lots What's of questions. Possibility. Have you ever hitchhiked? No, because I had parents that raised me to <laughs> not do that. I've <laughs> never done that. Does every time I get it like an Uber or a taxi, isn't that the same thing as hitchhiking? Mm, probably, but so, I. I feel like I could count. So technically, I have. Hold on. No, that's silent. Are you about to look up how? Jaguar. Jaguar. Man. Jaguar. Jaguar. She says wire. She does not. Jaguar. <laughs> She's like in between. Wire. She says both. It's in between. <laughs> she says both at the same time. Becky Jaguar. says Jaguar. Oh, that's, that's interesting. interesting. Kevin, how anyway. do you say it? Do you say Jaguar Jag or Jaguar? Jaguar. I think we're just like forgetting the question. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We're just like, oh, I've never hitchhiked before. Pastor Nicole says Jaguar. Guys, I, I am restraining so, myself right now. So here, here's the question though about hitchhiking. Does Jaguar. taking a taxi or an Uber, can, does that count as hitchhiking? No. It's no. just It's just like a classier version of hitchhiking. No. If you don't or have a, a stick over your shoulder <laughs> and like your and thumb your out thumb like out. this, it's not okay. hitchhiking. Then no. If that's the case, then I've never. Hitchhiking, you're not paying for a ride. You're too like mm. broke to get a ride, mm. so you're thumbing I, it. I understand. That's I, what I've seen on the movies, at least. Yeah. So that's my understanding. Yeah. Okay. Everybody is saying Jaguar. jaguar. I'm, yeah. I'm not over this. Is it really not Jaguar? Marky, how do you say this word? <laughs> Marky says it like I do. Oh, that's because you're both from Maine. I'll, I'll take it. I at, least, I at least have one. Okay. Question number three. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been electrocuted? That's something. No, I have not. Now, defends on, de defends, depends <laughs> on how you define Electrocuted. Have like, you ever have had... I ever been struck by lightning? Have I ever been like struck with like ten thousand volts or something? No. Have you ever so. been have zapped I... with power? And like the felt tiniest this little bit. Come through like your the body. tiniest little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I was plugging something in. My finger was like inside the plug, and I went to plug it in and went zip. Like just a little bit, not nothing horrible. Have you been but... electrocuted? I feel like I know that feeling as soon as we said it. I'm like, uh. So I know I have, or, I just don't remember ha, when. Ha, has anyone ever like handed you one of those pens and said, <laughs> and said hey, can you like use this? And then it mm -hmm. like zaps you. Yeah, I, I've used those. I know what it is. We have an electric fly swatter. Yes. And daddy would like mess around with us. And when we weren't expecting it, he'd get it. And he'd like get our <laughs> hands. I'm like, Whoa! Yeah, that's what it is. I have had pastor chase me around the house before with yeah. the fly swatter. <laughs> now we sure. have one with a guard on it. So <laughs> we have that for our own protection so he can we can touch it and the, it doesn't yeah, there's a guard. Debbie Myers says, "Does a cattle electric fence count?" I would say yes, yes because that's electricity. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I I feel like I have them. I don't mm -hmm. know. I feel like I don't know. Not enough to stick out in my memory so i feel mm -hmm. like if it's not sticking out in my memory it doesn't super count yeah so yeah probably pa not passion nicole says i've been zapped with the power of god <laughs> there she is That's... there's mama <laughs> <laughs> george says he has before a small scale faulty outlet okay mm -hmm. last question of the day have you ever 
read a whole book in one day. Yes, many times, many times. Dr. Seuss. I, I read <laughs> yes. The Cliff Blood Notes. Covenant in one day. Read a Cliff Notes. You've never read like a bigger book? Like, have you ever read like a big book? In a I mean, I've, I've read a big book, but not in a day. Um, so, I don't. So, does Dr. Seuss not count? Um, I feel like it needs to be more than that. Then no. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought you would have been a yes on this. Mm -mm. I, I, I never actually started liking reading until like the last four years. Interesting. I'm, I've read enough to count for a whole book <laughs> in one day because I had like a 700 page. Uh, biography on Ronald Reagan that I procrastinated for my summer project until <laughs> the very end. So I probably got like 400 pages in, in a day, but not a whole book, I don't think. Yeah, I, if I really, really like a book, I sit down and I read the whole thing. Hmm. So that way, I, like I, yeah, I've, I've done this a lot. A lot. I've done it with books I'm not pleased with the fact that I've done it with at this point in my walk with Jesus, but I've also done it with good Jesus books, too. That's good. That's good. Were you wanting to know which book? Is that what your face was? No, 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 no. Um, no that face was uh, pastor's gonna wanted me to know that he's cooking smash burgers for lunch. Good for him. Smash burgers are the best burgers. The best. They are the best. <laughs> they are. But I'm getting a lot. We're getting a lot of yeses in the comments. I don't yeah. think we've really had a no. George Aww. says, "Yep, Calvin and Hobbes, real books too." George. <laughs> George is a comic book person. Calvin and Hobbes, the Peanuts true. comic books. Mm -hmm. Very true. Droopy Dog. He's a he's a big fan of Droopy Dog. Mm -hmm. It's a like a comic Snoop strip. Dog. <laughs> nope, not that one. <laughs> Kevin said that, that he had never like... read an entire book before Bible college. Really? That's really? Probably, no. Did you not? The first book I've ever read in its entirety Projects? was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Why was that Jules the first Hearn. book? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was for like a reading th thing in middle school and I actually enjoyed it. Who reads that in middle school? I don't know. <laughs> I liked it. Okay, well. That's good. We had a lot of reading projects at the school I went to. So we had to read a lot, but as I got older, it became just associated with school. Mm. And yeah. it's not, it hasn't been my most favorite. I'd like to like to read, but mm. I normally just fall asleep. Yeah, I didn't start liking to read until after school, <laughs> until after mm -hmm. I was forced to. Yeah. Oh, and I, I had a reading. choice. Reading is great. Well, guys, we love y'all. We're about to hop into our very first segment of the day. You know the drill. Go ahead and share the broadcast right now. We're going to be back in just a couple seconds for the prices. Whoa, right. And we will see you on the flip side of this very quick video. We'll be back. See you on the flip side. Bye. Flippy flip. <laughs> I'll be back. What's up, guys? Welcome to Lunch Plus. Me and Bear just switched seats. Sure did. What a riot. I don't know. <laughs> We have an awesome broadcast for you today. First up, we have The Price is We're Right. 
It's going to be awesome. Oh, man, I'm so excited about this one. After that, we have a time of what's good. We got some good news for you today. Uh, after that, we have a time of confession followed by word sneak. Word I've actually come sneak. to... I, I, okay, I've, grow, I've grown <laughs> to really enjoy that, that, that segment. That one's actually a lot of fun. After that, we have What's the Word? It's going to be a good one. But let's start off with The Price is Right. Well, hello there. Welcome <laughs> to The Price is Right. This is my favorite segment because this, is, this segment involves me finding the most random stuff on the internet that you can buy. And it's called work. This it's, is by yeah. work. I know. I super enjoy it. I'm, I'm genuinely curious if anyone's ever bought any of the things that they've seen on this segment before because I've been tempted many a time. Mm -hmm. um, the dog leather. The dog leather yeah. armor. That was a good one. Uh, if you remember anything from The Price is Right, put your favorite item that you've seen us bring up on this, on this segment. But we're going to start off today. We have five items for you guys. Here's how this game works, and we want you to participate in the comments as well. Mm. We're going to put a, rand a super random item on the screen, <laughs> and you're going to have to guess how much do you think that item costs. I want you to put in the comments how much you think those items cost as well. Um, but we're going to have... Hmm... We'll have Barrett start today. I'm glad that helped you make, you, make up your mind. It really does. We're going to have Barrett start today. She's awesome. For the first item, she's going to guess the price of the first item, and then you're going to have to guess whether you think it's higher or lower. All right? And if you are correct, you get a point. If you're, if you're not correct, Barrett gets a point. Boom. And that's hey. how the game works. It's pretty simple. But, guys, we want you to participate in the comments as well. But I'm going to stop talking now, and we're going to come with our... First item of the day. Okay, hit me. I'm ready. Our first item. It's a 1966 Batmobile replica from like the the genuine Adam West Batman era. Okay, is it a full size car or yes. is it a toy? Full size car. It runs. It works. It was it was sold in auction two years ago, and so you're guessing how much did this car sell? Where uh, was it auctioned? I don't. Remember. On eBay. Uh, like no, it was, an it was at a legit, a, a legit auction place. Oh. This is a real car, and it real, really works. It's um, a, this is from the, Bat, the Batman, like the, the good Batman, the Adam West Batman. $785,000. $785,000, that's yes. your guess? Guys, yep. put in the comments how much do you think a, a replica 1966. It's a replica, so it's not from the show, just so you know. Um, how much do you think? So you, what was your guess? $785,000. $785,000. Do you think it's number. higher? <laughs> I was going to say that's okay. a very specific number. Higher or lower? What's your I guess? feel like it's definitely higher. I mean, there, there are people out there. There's, there are people out there. <laughs> I feel like it's definitely higher, especially auction people. Especially auction people. Those auction, auction people. people. <laughs> Those auction Those people. Those auction people <laughs> nowadays. People <laughs> I feel right. like it's definitely higher. Okay. All People right. in the comments agree with me. Mm -hmm. All right. Is it higher than $785,000? How much does the Batmobile cost? $160,000. That's it? That's it. I was surprised. But what? that's still a lot for a car. I that's mean, that's like a, a house. I mean, I, I feel like the fact that it's a replica mm -hmm. helps make it not as that's much. True. That's true. That's that true. That is true. Well, All right. Well, that means... One point for Barrett. Uno, pointo. Well, 
Man. Done. All right, well, right. let's show our next item on the price is right. We have a gourmet peanut butter and jelly subscription <laughs> for one year. So in this, you get eight ounces of peanut butter, eight ounces of a gourmet jelly, and uh, some bread. <laughs> every month. I like month. just wide open. <laughs> this That's is amazing. gourmet PB&J subscription for one year. What? Every month, you get gourmet PB&J. If this isn't crazy, I want this to be my Christmas present. <laughs> That's exciting. Gourmet PB&J subscription. How much do you think it costs? It's for one whole year. Well, buddy, I think... I don't know. I've seen some of these subscriptions, and they're like... They're normally around $100-ish for a year. Put in the comments how much do you think this is worth. Buy it because it's gourmet. Help me out, guys. I, I mean, gourmet automatically mm -hmm. it lifts up the price. It makes it super. So, fancy. I was thinking two hundred. That's what everyone's saying. <sighs> Going with two hundred. All right, you basically just asked the audience. Right well, <laughs> that that was my original but, thought, but but I'm it still, helps. It helps. Yeah, it helps. How many sandwiches? Like, how many times a year do you get this? Every month. Every month. So twelve. I don't know if it's 12 sandwiches. No, it's not 12 sandwiches. <laughs> it's 12 jars of peanut butter, 12 jars of jelly, and, and Eight bread. Eight ounces each. Every month. Okay. And it's gourmet. Gourmet. $180. Less. Wait, so lower. Less. You, oh, you think it's, wait, so you guessed 200. Mm -hmm. You're saying it's lower than 200. I think it's lower. All right. Well, how much is right. one year of a gourmet PB&J subscription? $480. What type of peanuts what are you using? What in the world? <laughs> gourmet peanuts. Like It's gourmet. Did Dumbo sneeze them out? Like, what makes them gourmet? <laughs> <laughs> the jelly is God's tears. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, Holly's asking where I can find this, probably because she wants to buy it. It's on Amazon, actually. No one buy this for me. Do not spend $480 on peanut butter and jelly. Don't well, do But this. it's gourmet. I'm yeah. good. So check this out. One point for Barrett, one point for Abby. It's a tie, guys. All right. <laughs> what do we have next on the prices right? Right. This is an Airfort inflatable tent. I don't know what that means. That means you hook up your little box fan up to it, and it blows up into a nice little fort in your living room. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I mean, for those of you who love forts. These are amazing. Um, mm -hmm. For those of you who love forts. What are the dimensions forts. on it? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> there, do you see the picture? <laughs> That's the dimensions. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I, I don't know. Um, Put in the comments, how much do you think this is worth? Don't help her. Don't help her. Help her. She apparently needs $250. Needs $250. Pastor oh, Nicole says Luke would want that. I, I guarantee you. I would want that, <laughs> to be honest. I think it's higher. Like, most definitely. Kevin said I'd pay 100 Most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. As in, like, 65% sure. Okay. Most definitely. Wait, wait, wait. So what was your guess again? Uh, 250. And you, you're guessing higher. higher. Yes. Higher. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, how much is this inflatable yes. tent air fort? How much does it cost? Forty five ninety eight. In the world? That's super affordable. Luke, Merry that Christmas. That is super affordable. <laughs> you can find it on Amazon. 
It's a <laughs> real thing. And Kevin said he'd pay 100 so he's probably on Amazon right now. Ordering. Getting <laughs> yeah, I'm getting two. What? Uh, Pastor says that Pastor Nicole is yelling prices at the screen. Don't yell them. <laughs> type them in. I need help, Mama. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, check this out. Two to one. All right. We're moving on to item number four. Okay. Item number four. We have a 10-pound Toblerone bar. Whoa. 10 pounds of Toblerone. I wish I liked Toblerone. Like, I got really excited <laughs> as though I eat that, but... <laughs> All right, Abby, how much do you think ten a 10-pound Toblerone Man. would cost? I feel heavier already Better just by question. looking at it. How long do you think <laughs> it would take Marky to eat a 10-pound Toblerone? <laughs> oh Honestly... She eats pretty slowly. <laughs> She's in the like, back shaking her head. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> at least a month. At least Come a month. on, um, man. Well, well. All right, put in the comments. How much do you Come think on, a ten-pound Toblerone bar would cost? $30. I think it's very interesting that Holly on YouTube and Johnny on Facebook. Who are in different rooms have been putting these same guesses the for all of same. these. Kevin wants Good to know what on earth a Toblerone is. <gasps> he misspelled it. Did I spell it wrong? No, yeah, he, did. I think he did. Oh, okay, good. Um, I thought he was making. It's, it's a it's a candy bar. It's chocolate, but it has like toffee bits. Mm -hmm. in it. It's from Switzerland. It's Ooh. Swiss chocolate. Wow, how fancy! Um, how much do you think it costs? I'm gonna go with thirty. I'm leaning on Johnny and Holly here. They right. they've been pretty pretty accurate. So higher, thirty. Higher. Wow. Higher. No hesitation there. Really. Higher. It's definitely higher. Higher. All right. I've been to one of these like ginormous candy shops where you like they overprice oh. the candy. I feel like it's higher. Wholesale. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> How much is a ten-pound bar of Toblerone? One hundred and forty-nine ninety-five. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I like Will's face on the other side of the camera. He's just like, whoo. <laughs> how, how is that $100 more than the, the Air Force? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What is up with the world? I'm so confused. So well, does this mean I win? No. I have three, oh. and you only have five in there, so I win right now? We can definitely do the last we'll one. We'll definitely do the last one. We'll make the last one worth three points. Whatever. I, hey, I'm making up the rules now. Yeah. We'll make it worth... shouldn't have said Buddy anything. Thing. I opened my mouth. That's, That's what happens. Fault. All right. Okay. Our final item on the price is right. We have... A custom bobblehead. Where from? Etsy. Okay, I've priced these for George before. Um, oh, man. I'm going to say $100. Mm. Yeah, cause, so um, this is actually something that uh, Serena has gotten for me before. It's a custom uh, bobblehead of myself. I actually, I brought it with me. <laughs> How did you fit that in your pocket? <laughs> I have a man Where pocket. Where was that? That was in my pocket. Has it been in your pocket the whole day? Uh, for like the last 30 <laughs> minutes. It's been super uncomfortable. But, what in the world? But yes, uh, Serena got me a custom bobblehead. Hmm. Well, Serena, I would like you to be so, on right now. How much do you think a custom bob... Oh, wait, you said... I said $100. $100. Do you think it's more or less? Higher or lower? Well, my sense of... 
monetary value has been completely just thrown out today. So <laughs> Mama is saying lower. I think Johnny and Holly, well, Johnny's saying lower, Holly's saying higher. I'm going to say lower because lower? that's what I'm hoping so that I can actually buy one. It really All depends right. on the vendor. Like, yeah. So I'm, I'm interested yeah, to sure. see how much this vendor was. All right, well, found. how much, and I averaged these out from, from the ones on Etsy. How much is, the, is a custom bobblehead? It will be $69. Yeah. $69. It really depends, though. Like on where you buy it from. That's true. true. That's true. For sure. That's true. true. For sure. But I averaged it out in my head. I added up the uh -huh. prices. Well, guys, thank you for Sign joining in. us today <laughs> for The Price is Right. I, if you're going to buy an Air Ford or something, just let me know because yeah, that sure. would make me super happy that, that I, I inspired a yep. random purchase for you. I hope that Kevin is buying two right <laughs> now buying as we two. speak. He'll bring it to Life the broadcast. Life groups will be great. Life group would be awesome. Awesome. All right, well, guys, we'll see you next time on The Price is Right. Now we're transitioning over into What's Good. What's Good. With Abby Wright. It's going to be awesome. So we'll see you there. everyone I hope you enjoyed that segment that was fun and now I really want an air fort <laughs> so maybe that will be on our next what's good is that I bought an air fort and we can just have fun playing in it maybe that's what we'll just broadcast to you from next week inside <laughs> of our airport that's what I'm hoping for honestly that would be amazing on our testimonies today first off we have a lady in our church whose knee, she had like twisted. She had to have fluid taken out of it. How your knee produces fluid, I don't know. But either way, that's not natural. Something was obviously wrong with it. She had a brace on it. Uh, she was like limping around and everything. It was crazy. And she, we prayed for her, and she was healed instantaneously. She was immediately able to walk around so much better than she was before. It was wonderful to watch. Guys, God is, he's, he's awesome. We also had another lady in our church who was feeling pretty sick and reached out, on, out to us to pray for her so that she would have a great night's sleep because I'm not sure she was able to get to sleep. And she reached out back to us this morning and said she had the best night of sleep she's had yet. She's feeling so much better this morning. God answers prayer. He just asks for faith. That's all we have to give him. And he does all the work. Then we have another couple from our church who over the past two weeks have miraculously gotten $1,000. Unexpected income. Guys, that's amazing. That's awesome. God does this stuff on a regular basis. Also, in other news, the National Zoo just <laughs> had a panda cub. And honestly, 
they're really ugly when they're first born. But <laughs> when they get a little older, they're really cute. And they're like really cuddly. So if you want to go to the National Zoo whenever it opens back up, you can see their panda cub, whose name I cannot pronounce. <laughs> but you can look it up. And you can try to pronounce it. If you can, I want to hear from you on how to pronounce it. Also, in the past two years, I have found out there is a list of animals that have basically just been labeled extinct because they can't find them anymore. And over the past two years, they have rediscovered four of them. So they're no longer extinct. Dinosaurs, unfortunately, are not on that list. But there's some giant bee. Should we be happy that it's not extinct anymore? I don't know. But there's also some like miniature deer. It's like this big. It's adorable. And yeah, that's what I have. But maybe to top them all, guys, in select locations, Taco Bell has brought back their nacho box. Woo! Hallelujah, my prayers have been answered. Miracles still happen. If you have not seen today, now you know. <laughs> it's $5. It's enough to fill me up. It's enough to fill up the average human being. It's amazing. And that's what I have for you today. <laughs> if you have any testimonies, good news, any cute animal videos you find on YouTube, we want to hear from you. Send them in to us through our Facebook Messenger, through any other way you find to send us messages. We can also get messages through our website, whatsright.org. We want to hear from you. We love you guys, and we just want to spread joy to you. We love you. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, I'm not Barrett, just for those of you who are probably confused, Amen. thinking like, we're getting into a time of confessions and this is a man. Um, no, I, well, I am a man. Anyway, thank you for joining us for a time of confessions. I don't know why they're laughing. I don't know what's so funny about this. Um, but uh, thank you for joining us for a time of confessions. You know, uh, as, as when I was asked to, to lead this, the, the, the scripture that came to my mind was, God watches over his word to perform it. And as we make these confessions, God's watching over, over his word. And as, we're, as we confess his word, God is getting ready to perform it in our lives. So let's start with confession number one. Confession number one says this, We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. And then confession number two. Confession number two says, We are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing. And we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. Let's say that one one more time. We are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing. And we, we flow... <laughs> we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. Amen. Guys, remember, God watches over his word, ready to perform it. So when you proclaim his word, when you speak his word out, he will, he will, he will, not might, not maybe, he will perform it. And so, guys, thank you for joining us for this time of confessions. I hope that as, you, as, as we move on and as we confess the Word of God, it's my prayer that God's Word will work for you. 
All right, guys, we love you. Uh, now we're getting ready to transition over into our next segment. It is called Word Sneak, and it's going to be awesome. But guys, we love you, and we'll see you right over there in like five seconds. Hey guys, we are back with Word Sneak. Word I Sneak, am Word Sneak. But he sang a jingle. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I had to. This is one of my favorite segments because this is basically backwards Mad Libs. So if you've ever played Mad Libs before, you know that you're given a story and you have to fill it in with random words. Well, here, Marky and Buddy are given random words, and they have to basically carry on a conversation as seamlessly as possible without mm -hmm. throwing one another off with the random words that they have in their stack in front of them. And let me tell you, they are random. Neither of them have seen the list. They do not know what words each other has, and it's going to be a good one. And today we mm -hmm. have Marky Eleanor Dottie Dunphy versus, well, not versus, with Buddy Crabtree. Hey. I'm excited that you're I'm on excited this. too. Are you good at improv? Yes. <laughs> by faith. <Faye. laughs> you just had a time of confessions. Yes, <laughs> I am very good at uh, this. <laughs> it's true. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set them up. I'm going to give them something to talk about. And today we are going to talk about what would you like to do if you ever went to a farm? If you farm? went to a farm, what would you enjoy doing? Marky, we'll start with you. Go ahead. Um, so, like, whenever I go to a farm, I really, like, you know, you, there's a ton of animals, so you can really take your time. And I really like to lollygag as I, like, look at all the animals and stuff. Really? Yeah. Well, I like the slaughterhouse. That's my favorite <laughs> part of the, of the farm. <laughs> I don't I don't know what this is. So so <laughs> that's you know that's that's where you, you get your steaks and and you your the chicken and the chicken tenders and stuff like that but you know it's <laughs> I don't understand what's so funny you about. You really like the slaughterhouse? <laughs> well, my favorite food is steak. So and they're very you humane in the way it. they're very humane in, in the way that they do yeah, that. You know, they you they, enjoy they watching they, all the, the they, animals get slaughtered. Well, I like the product anyway. Uh, uh, Peta hates us. Um, so so well, I mean, and they've really learned how to make the most of every part of the animal. Yeah. You know, fr from the the uh, like the you get the steaks. You know, they uh -huh. even they even get the bone marrow. You know, that's really good if you've ever had that. You know, the blood pudding. You know, every part of it's just really good. <laughs> Was that your other word, blood pudding? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know what blood pudding. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, I feel like as you would go into the slaughterhouse and really enjoy it, that you would just kind of be a bit of a hooligan in there. Ding, so. ding. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Well, like when I was a kid, we, my family <laughs> went and visited a farm too, and, um, and we didn't visit the slaughterhouse because, you know, we were kids. But we, uh, like, we got to milk the cows. That was fun. It was really difficult. Um, it, it, was, it was a yeah. really difficult time, you know, because, like, you, you need some real strength to yeah. be able to milk a cow. Yeah. Um, and, the, like, I was just having such a difficult time that the, 
um, the la the lady that worked at the farm, like I I don't know if I was hurting the cow or whatever. The cow wasn't having a good time. And <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and then and then it, she just said, "Get your cahoots out of here." I don't what I don't know what cahoots is. I'm having I'm apparently not doing very good this time around. <laughs> um. Know what a cahoot is? I'm just making up words right now. I literally pulled a muscle in my side. It hurt. I'm done. <laughs> anyway, like you sounded like you, maybe you would be a really interesting kid. You know, there are a lot of toys out there. Mm -hmm. Kids like to go to farms and stuff, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of toys that have really big words that when you're a kid you can't pronounce. Mm -hmm. And um, my favorite toy as a kid was a kaleidoscope. I really yeah, liked that really one. Yeah. 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 Well, I was just a big old nincompoop as a kid. <laughs> I feel like a nincompoop right now. Um, but I'm trying my best. That's, that's yeah. all. That's all you, you can ask for in a show like this. Um. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> um. Speaking of nincompoops. Um, <laughs> I bet That's the best a part lot of, the farm of too. them like to go places and like a lot to of like, nincompoops? poops. Yeah, <laughs> I bet they like to go places and like rent places and like rent little homes and stuff mm. like that. And like, I bet nincompoops really like <laughs> to rent bungalows. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think two years ago. Um, I mean, since I, I'm feeling like a nincompoop, two years ago, Serena and I, we went on a vacation with my brother-in-law and sister, and we rented out a, uh, a nice cabin that had a, a jacuzzi. It was actually really nice. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, you know, one of my favorite things to eat when I go to bungalows and have dinner with my family. You okay? And... <laughs> It's not just like, not just like chicken or like ham, but I really like rump roast a lot when mm. I'm at the bungalow with my family. Well, that's another part of like, of, of the cow that I really enjoy is the rump. That's the best part. <laughs> um, well, like one of the things that I've, that, that um, I, I used to do as a kid was go cow tipping. You know, where you have to roam around incognito. You, they, they, they don't see you. You just mm -hmm. run up behind oh, them and, ding, ding. and scream. Yeah. Yeah, I never did that. I never went cow tipping or I never, um, I, I never really did diddly squat. <laughs> diddly squat. You never did diddly squat. I never did diddly squat, you know? I just didn't. I, I've really never been to a bungalow either, but I never did diddly so, squat. So you're just making all this up? It's just a bunch no, of zippity doo No, 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 it's real, it's real, it's real. It's a bunch of zippity doo She's making this up. These aren't even real stories. <laughs> guys, this is my new favorite thing. <laughs> well, guys, we hope you enjoyed Word Sneak. And now get your cahoots ready, because we're going to What What up. is a cahoot? Like we were in cahoots together, it's like a shenanigan. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I just had to like throw it in somewhere. Get your cahoots ready because we're about to go into what's the word. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and share the broadcast. Today is going to be a great one and we'll see you in just a couple seconds. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.
Welcome to What's the Word here on Lunch Plus. I'm Barrett Nauer, and this is the wonderful... Marky! Dunby! I just announced my own name. It was pretty great. Marky! It's me! I really don't know how to recover from What's the I Word. Know. Like, I know. From Word Sneak? Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what happened to me. I just kind of wanted to curl up in a ball and laugh hysterically. It was so funny. I was very excited to give you the word rump roast. Like I was particularly I don't know what excited. that is. I have no idea what that is. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's weird. I don't know. Is that like a, is that a part of a, a roast? Sure. Like, okay. Buddy says his favorite part is the rump of, of the cow. So I'm assuming it's a thing. Are, is, is it is it like the behind or something? <laughs> oh, Jesus, help. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're so excited to be with you today. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and share the broadcast because today is going to be a super great one. We are very excited to be with you. And as you saw from the title and from the graphic today, we are talking about you can live free from your past. Uh, as I was just praying this morning, you know, I was thinking about yesterday's service and mm -hmm. Pastor Brian, if you were unable to catch yesterday's service, you can go to Boomerang's Facebook page, you can go to Boomerang's YouTube channel and watch um, It's Time for an Awakening, what or what time it is or, or what, a time, what is. a time it is. And it was really <laughs> powerful. But he brought up a verse um, that's just been sticking with me. And the more, I, the more I just thought about it and meditated on it, I just really felt led that we were supposed to share with you because it was really powerful. Um, you know, so many people, I know for me especially, as I was growing in the things of God, I would get super excited about what Jesus is doing in my life and what Jesus is doing around me. And then somehow in the midst of, of what was happening around me, I would get reminded of something that had happened wrongly. So, you know, I would be on fire for the Lord. I'd be excited about Jesus. And then all of a sudden, there would just be this reminder of, yeah, but do you remember when you messed up a couple days ago? Do you remember when that bad thing happened and when you did this bad thing? And I would get so discouraged that it would keep me, I'd allow it to keep me from pursuing Jesus. And so many people are living in shame and fear, and they just don't feel like they can escape whatever their past has held, whether it's good, whether it's bad. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of times where I had dated people that weren't the people I was supposed to date. And when I met George, I had lots of shame that I brought into that relationship at the beginning <laughs> because I just... It just seemed like I couldn't get that out of my head. And so shame came in with me. And oftentimes we'll bring shame into our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. 
And instead of getting free, we'll just think that we've got to live in us in shame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, in Isaiah 51, verse 1, it says, this is what Pastor was talking about yesterday. Isaiah 51, verse 1. It says, listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. And basically what that's saying is if you're in Jesus, you're part of him. You're part of him. We're to look to him. And so instead of living in shame, we're to look from where we came. And a lot of times people will look back on their past and say, well, I came from back there. You know, maybe I grew up super poor or I grew up in a family that was torn in two or I grew up in an abusive situation or I grew up, you know, they'll think about what their past held and think that they're from that place. But if you're in Christ, you're from a different place. You are cut from a different cloth. You are from a different covenant. And our past doesn't define us. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I had, um, I know a lot of people come to the Lord later in life than I did. I came to the Lord when I was just a kid. A lot of times people have this like defining moment of at this point in my life, I got saved and everything everything behind that was the past and everything ahead of that was my relationship with the Lord. For me, it was a little bit different. I grew up knowing the Lord and everything. And then several years ago, I hit this patch where I was like, really, I wasn't listening to the Lord's leading properly. And I messed up in different ways. And it was really confusing for me because I didn't have this like, whole, well, you are a new creature when you got saved. For me, it was like, okay, I am saved, but I made these bad decisions. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. I don't understand my, now it just feels like this is my identity. Like it was really, it was confusing to me to yeah. be saved, have this, have this identity that tried to come on me and not know how to handle that. Cause it's, it, it, it's, there, it wasn't like a clear defined, like, Hey, you're saved now. Everything is in the past. And I think something I had that really helped me is understanding that the past is, it's not just you get saved and everything behind there. It's the past is yesterday. Yeah. The past is five minutes ago. Yeah. You can step beyond. It it doesn't, it's not just when you get saved or when you're not saved, it's living beyond what you were yesterday, what you were a second ago that you can live beyond that. Yeah. No. And that's awesome because you know, past exactly what you just said your past isn't just 50 years ago it's 30 seconds ago and there's forgiveness you know in in christ when we come to him and we confess our sins the word says that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and then to cleanse us from all unrighteousness That's what the word tells us. So when we go to God, whether it was 20 years ago, whether it was 30 seconds ago, and we say, God, I messed up. I did this wrong. He is faithful. You will never experience a time where God's not faithful. He's a faithful God. And his word says that he is faithful to forgive you and to cleanse you. You know, part of what is found in the blood of Christ is he not only forgives us of sin, but pastor says this, pastor Brian will say that the blood cleanses you from even the stain of sin. So it's like if you 
if you have a white carpet at home and you dump cranberry juice on it, like you can clean it up, but you're probably gonna have a red spot on there. So even yeah. though it's technically <clears throat> clean and sanitized, there's always gonna be the reminder of, hey, you remember when you spilled that thing? Yep. But God is so faithful that he cleanses us from even the stain of sin. He washes our sins white as snow. There's not even a remembrance in his mind of when we sinned. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, get, I think, get mixed up with the Old Testament, the process of your sins being covered. Yeah. So it's it, now our sins aren't covered, they're cleansed. Yeah. Which is very different. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, covering is like if you're at home on the couch and you dump spaghetti sauce all over your couch and you just flip the cushion. <laughs> it's like, okay, they're not covered. Clean. <laughs> that was not clean. You can't see them. But, you know, Here's the thing, like using that analogy, if I'm at my house and I spill something on it and I flip the cushion, you may not know that they're there, but I know that yeah. the stain is there. So somebody else may not be able to see it, but I'll be able to know yeah, that it's there. That's a great point. And so often, you know, other people might not be able to see sin that we've committed or something, but we'll carry this remembrance of it. Like I can, I, I'm not like stoked about it, but I could, if I chose to think back over the last 31 years and remember things that I've done wrong, I could remember them, but God is so faithful that he like scrubs that cushion down and erases it. So even if I go to look for that thing, it's not there anymore. It's a done deal. I have messed up in the past in the past, but it's gone. It's like that part of my life is like cut off from me. I'm separated from it. Yeah, it's literally dead. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the analogy of you being a new creature in Christ is so important and understanding that like when when uh, Jesus died, that you died, like the old the old man died with him. It's not yeah. like, it's not even there at all. It's like completely dead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Buddy had put up earlier Hebrews 8, 12, for I will be merciful to their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. God doesn't even have a remembrance of sin. Yeah. And Kevin says atoning is a covering. Jesus's blood is greater than an atoning. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, we're cleansed from that stuff. And, but here's how the enemy works is, you know, pastor was talking about it yesterday. The enemy wants to point us back to shortcomings. You know, he wants to remind us of that. He, he's the accuser of the brethren. That's who Satan is. He comes and he accuses you because whereas God wipes it from his memory, Satan like files it away in a book. And he's like, I'm going to bring this up at a key point. I'm going to come to you and be like, you remember when you messed up? You remember how much you suck right now? Like, do, do you remember those things? Who do yeah. you think you are being able to chase the king of kings? Like being able to seek him and find him. Why would he let you find him? That's what his voice sounds like. He's the accuser. And he comes in condemnation to try and shame people out of intimacy with God. But our God is so good that even though we have messed up in the past, he cleansed us so that we can still pursue him. His voice doesn't sound like the accuser. Our God's not the accuser. Our God's full of hope and full of purpose. And when he speaks, it'll cause you to hope. It'll cause you to pursue him. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's a good God. You know, I know for me, 
You know, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 has been a verse that I've just really clung to because like I said, I can, I can think back and just using myself as an example, I can think back to, you know, times I, I didn't really ever date, um, but I dated a couple people before I ever met George. And I can think back and remember that relationship if I choose to. And, and it's like a sense of shame would come on me because I like there were things in the relationship that I wasn't pleased with. That I'm not that would just cause shame to come. And so the enemy would just start harassing me. Like when I met George, it would oftentimes his voice would sound like, well, do you really think that you're worth somebody like George? Like, do you really think that he'll love you if you, if you tell him these things that have hurt you in the past? And that shame would come in and shame, shame is a killer. Like that we sing a song here at church called Ain't No Grave, and it talks about shame. Shame is a separator. Shame comes in to separate you from Jesus. Shame comes in to separate you from that thing that has, that, that the Lord wants you to have. Shame, shame kills. And shame and condemnation, they go hand in hand because the enemy will accuse you and then all of a sudden condemnation will come. And it's that, well, crud. I stink. I, this has been awful. And, you know, Jesus is a restorer. He restores every broken thing, every broken thing. You know, you may have messed up somewhere along in your past, but Jesus restores it. Jesus is your hope. Jesus, you can live free from your past because Jesus has made you a new creation. You can live free from everything that's hurt you because Jesus has made you brand new. You can live free of fear because Jesus has given you a hope and a future. You can live free of every mistake you've ever made because Jesus is taking you to victory. He's taking you to triumph. That's who he is. You can live free because where the Holy Spirit is, there's freedom and liberty. And if the Holy Spirit is yours, it's inside of you and that freedom is yours. So in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. New things have come to you today. Yeah. New things are yours today. It's new for you today. Today it's brand new, brand new today. Amen. Amen. I think um, a lot of times, too, it's like even the enemy will come in with shame. Even I mean, it might be big things. It might be things like like big things that seem yeah. seem big or people would call big. But it can even be small things. It can even be, did you pray today? Did yeah. you do that? Did you win enough souls? Did you and having that carried, you know, like. If 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 the Lord's telling you, hey, I want you to win souls, or yeah. if He's pressing on your heart, and you're thinking, I haven't won one soul in a year, yeah. and that trying to attach itself, it'll try to attach itself with so many things that's not yeah. even. It's not. It's sometimes it's the small things that yeah. really can hold you back. Like you know, you prayed five hours today. Why didn't you pray six hours today? Yeah. You know, all like that is. That is even shame. That is condemnation. Have you dealt with that? Um, for me, I've that's tried to come on me a ton. Um, 
everybody, I think, has the potential to walk in different ditches. The, a ditch for me was not as much like letting things like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, I have this sin in my life, but it doesn't matter. It's no big deal. For me, where the enemy tried to really take me and drive me down was really being so legalistic with myself and being in the law. And because in that, the enemy was able to accuse me constantly, constantly accusing me of not being enough. Yeah. Accusing me of um, showing me where all my shortcomings were. Yeah. And that's where I really had to look at Jesus to fill in where I wasn't good enough because Marky's flesh wanted to be it. Marky's flesh wanted to be good enough, wanted to do everything so perfectly and to find a sense of identity in that. And I, I, had, to, I had to be okay with that. I had to let that Marky die. Of yeah. it's, it's okay that Marky's flesh isn't enough because you have Jesus. And and, with that, and really that's prideful for me to not want to accept Jesus to help me in all those areas. Like that's not, it sounds good, but really it's just pride of I need to be enough on my own and that's yeah. wrong. But um, also understanding the difference between conviction and condemnation. Mm -hmm. Not, oh, well, that's, that feels oh, I think I might have done something wrong or did I do something wrong and just throwing the whole thing out. And because then you can end up walking, you can end up like, oh, I can't do anything wrong. And I'm just yeah. going to not even think about that. So I think it is really important to understand the difference between conviction and condemnation. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, pastor talked last week. If you haven't, if you haven't, um, heard Thursday's message yet, then I definitely go back to Thursday's controlling the kids. Um, for me, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've needed to do is control my thoughts. Because often, you know, when shame will try to come, it'll come in the form of a thought yeah. often. And it's thinking on the things that aren't worthy of praise. And when we choose to control our thought life, then we can control what we're thinking about. Like there have been several times where I've like been driving down the road and all of a sudden a thought will come in and it'll be a thought that's convicting or not convicting, a thought that's condemning of you messed this up or this wasn't good or whatever it's been. And all of a sudden that thought will try to plant itself in yeah. me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when we learn how to differentiate what's a God thought mm -hmm. and what's a flesh thought or what's an, an enemy thought, all of a sudden our thought life gets a lot clearer because we'll yeah. stop thinking on those things that aren't worthy of praise and we'll arrest the other things, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll bind those things up. So there have been times where I've been driving down the road, you know, one thing, and I don't ever mind using myself as an example. One thing that the enemy used to use to shame me a lot was I went to college for five and a half years and the Lord had called me to, um, be, to pursue him. And I knew that I was supposed to be in ministry and I just handled it really poorly. And so after five and a half years, my super senior year, where I was going to graduate when I believed that I had heard that I eventually would be in the ministry. I just decided that I was going to drop out of school. I was like, okay, I'm done because my heart was all in for Jesus. And I didn't really have any wise counsel at that point. So I just 
dropped out of school. I got scared of having to have conversations with people and I just stopped showing up. I was like, okay, they'll figure it out. Like, <laughs> like somebody will know. And I left and I, like, I just, I super mishandled it. And in the process, I hurt people and I gave myself like a really poor reputation, at least in that university setting. And for years and years, I used to have dreams where the enemy would harass me in my mind. Mm -hmm. And in my dream, it's like I was reliving it, but it was like a hundred times worse. Mm -hmm. And I eventually, I just, I needed to repent because, you know, I knew that it was wrong. How I'd handled it was wrong. And when I finally went to the Lord and I'm like, Lord, I, I missed it here. I'm sorry. I need your help. Like I, I need you to cleanse my mind to, I need you to take this from me because I'm carrying this as something I've done wrong. I know I've hurt people with this. I know it was a wrong move that I made, how I handled it. I need you to help me. And it helped every now and then, like my conscience would still like my, my flesh would still try and bring it up. And I'd tell myself, no, that's no, that's not okay. Stop thinking about it. Stop focusing on this. And I'd still have a dream every now and then because my flesh kept thinking about it. And then I started impact university and I was in the right place at the right time. And the Lord told me when I started, he's like, I'm redeeming what you, what you thought you messed up. I'm going to redeem it now. And since I stepped into the place where God had me, like since I started impact, it's like, I, I haven't had another one. I haven't had another dream. I haven't even had another wow. thought about it. It just, it erased it. And the Lord has helped to, has helped to heal me because I gave it to him and I let him lead me properly. Mm -hmm. And that thing, which so badly tormented me, like it truly harassed me. The Lord has cleansed it and now he's redeemed it. So that way, like this year I'm graduating and the Lord is, is using something that used to be a source of shame for me. Schooling used to be a source of shame. And now he's brought it to a place where I'm helping to oversee the school. You know, it's, it's, God is so good and he's merciful, but I first had to hand it over to him. Like I had to just stop holding it as a source of like personal fear and shame that if people found out about it, they were going to think less of me. I just had to give it to him and be like, God, you do, you take it. I can't do it anymore. And he's been able to heal it. That's awesome. He's good like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I, he had, um, there was something actually that happened last week where I'd had a thought come in and I hadn't had a thought like that in a long time. And it kind of, um, it kind of jarred me a little bit. I was not expecting it. And in that moment, something that I failed to remember was that not every thought that you have yeah. is yours. Yeah. So like, I've been someone who has been very like in my head, very like, in a, like I enjoy intellectual things. I enjoy understanding things. And so I have like associated my mind with Marky very much in the past. And um, so I had this thought come in and I was just like, and it I literally the thought, the fact that I had the thought and the thought brought shame just because I was like, I know I need to control my thoughts. Yeah. I know that's important. I need to renew my mind and look at me. I'm having this thought. I, this came and it literally like, it literally, it was, it was this weird thing of like l allowing it to bring shame and stuff. And I had to be reminded like, 
the enemy will place thoughts there. They're not just yours. Like yeah. you don't put up with that either. Yeah. Like if, um, if you wouldn't say that about Jesus or if you wouldn't think that about Jesus, yeah. you shouldn't be thinking it about yourself because Jesus is in you and you are a part of Jesus. Yeah. So that was, that really checked me and literally like, <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I'm like corrected on it. And then I'm like, ah, and literally the thought came up, I'm such an idiot. And I was like, I was just told if I can't say this or think this about Jesus, I can't think this about myself. Yeah. And I was like immediately like, no, like that's, and I know it's not like a pleasant thing to say, but I had that thought come up of, I'm such an idiot. And yeah. I had to, I had to remember, I can't say that about Jesus. Yeah. I'm not going to say that about me. I can't degrade myself that yeah. much to think, allow a thought to come in like that. That's not right. Yeah. That doesn't belong there. Like if you can barely say, I can barely say it without cringing, but if, if you could, you would never say something like that about Jesus. Yeah. Why would you, you know, that, so I had to remind myself, if I can't say that about Jesus, I cannot say that without myself and have that, like, have that, um, that passion behind it of no, like yeah. we're not doing this. <laughs> we're not thinking thoughts like that. We're yeah. not going to be allowing shame to come on us like that. Yeah. Well, and you know, it goes back to the old man versus the new man. Like, and if you've allowed the old man to truly die, then old thoughts of yours, they have no reason to be alive. You know, if I'm, a, if I'm letting myself think a thought like I used to before Jesus, it's like allowing a zombie thought to be alive, basically. Like, yeah. there's no reason for that to be alive. The only thing that's resurrected from the dead is Jesus and me. And I'm not the same old person I was. I have no right to be thinking thoughts like that. I have no right to do that. My allegiance is Jesus now. I We said it last week. We're designed to think God thoughts. We're yeah. designed to do God yeah. things. We're designed to speak God sentences. And we can live free from our past because in the past, we missed it. We didn't know any better. We were ignorant. We made a wrong decision. But that old person is dead. It's gone. We're done. Like that old thing, it's passed away. It's done. You can't go hang out with something that's passed away. You can't live with something that's passed away. It's passed away. It's dead. Old things have passed away, which means old habits, old thoughts, old speech. It's passed away. It's done. But behold, new things have come, new thought life, new speech patterns, new actions, newness of life is ours. We can live free because old things are becoming new. Old things are new right now. But here's the thing. Sometimes it takes time to develop those habits. You know, I believe I've read and I've heard it said that it, ta it typically takes about two months for something to become a habit. Mm -hmm. um, so it may take us a little bit of time before our thought life just becomes habitual, mm -hmm. you know, until that point we've, and honestly forever, we've got to train ourselves. We've got to train ourselves to stop thinking on things that have happened. You know, there's a verse that says no one who puts their hand to the plow and looks behind them is fit for the kingdom. Meaning I'm not fit to do the work of God. If I'm just going to 
continue to look behind me. It's dangerous for me to be maneuvering a really powerful tool and not be paying attention to where I'm going. You know, it's like using a gun. I have no right to hold a gun in my hand and aim it at something if I'm just going to stare off every which way because then I'm not in control of what I'm doing. So if I'm putting my hand to the work of God and all of us, if we love the Lord, we're all called to do a work for him. If we're called to do the things of God, we cannot be looking at what used to be. What used to be may have been great. What used to be may have been awesome. You may have had an awesome past, but it's time to live free of what has been and press into what's going to be. You know, your childhood could have been phenomenal. You could have been the most popular kid in high school. You could have had a great college experience, married the perfect human, never sinned ever. It's only going to get better from here. Mm -hmm. So thinking on what has been super, but it's time to press on toward the mark of Christ. And we, but for many, many of us, we didn't have the perfect forever upbringing. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We used to be that way, but we're not that way anymore. We can live free of that, free of fear, free of sin, free of shame, free of condemnation. That's who you are. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, um, you literally just said it, but that's who you are. Like, um, it's, it's so important to not attach the past to our identity. Like that's part of what we're saying. But, um, like, I know I have done that. I've had moments where it almost felt safe insecure to attach something from the past, attach my identity to something from the past yeah. because it was familiar yeah. and because I understood it and my mind comprehended it. But who you are, your mind can't comprehend it all. Your mind can't comprehend all of what God has for you, all that Jesus has made you to be. It's something that you receive by faith yeah. in the spirit and through hearing it in the word. But um, even if it feels familiar, the past or things that you've associated with feel familiar, it's so important to grab what's new by faith. Yeah, yeah. And the Lord thinks good thoughts about you. The Lord thinks good thoughts about you. When he thinks about you, he thinks on what is good, what is pure, what is perfect, what is acceptable, what has good reputation. God looks at you through the eyes of Christ and says, you have a good reputation. No matter what your reputation was, he says, through Jesus, your reputation is good. No matter what it used to be. I don't care if you used to prostitute yourself and you used to sell yourself out for drugs. If you right now are made new in Christ, you have a good reputation. In Jesus, he's made your reputation pure. In Jesus, you're made white as snow. No matter what thing you may have done in the past, you're made new. Right now, in this moment, you're made brand new. Doesn't matter what you did. Doesn't matter how many people you've had sex with. You're made pure right now. Doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. You're made pure right now. Doesn't matter what you did yesterday. Doesn't matter how many times you've cussed out that person as you're driving down the street. You're made pure right now if Jesus is your Lord and Savior. He forgives every sin. He's faithful. He's just. He forgives and he cleanses. So that 
thing that would try to tell you, I'm too bad to darken the doors of a church. I'm too bad to go win a soul. Why would anyone listen to me? I'm a hypocrite because I want to chase Jesus, but I've messed up too bad. No, those are condemnation thoughts. But Jesus's thoughts toward you are, look at my child. Look at my daughter. Look at my son. Look at the man of integrity that they are. Look at the woman, the daughter of purity that they are. Look at the character and nature of Christ that's on them. That's the rock that you were cut from. You were cut from Jesus. You're that same cloth. You're made of that same material. You're made of that same resource. You are Jesus. Jesus is you. There's no separation between the two of y'all. You're one entity. So who you were, it's dead, it's gone, it's done. And the reputation of Christ is your reputation. That's who you are. It doesn't matter what used to be. What matters is that right now in this moment, you were made new. Right now, you're a brand new creation. Right now, you're a brand new creature. Everything that used to be. If you struggled with depression, there is freedom right now in this moment for you. If you used to be fearful, you are, you have the power of, uh, you have the spirit of power and boldness that is yours. If you used to stutter, Moses used to stutter too, and the Lord healed him of those things. If you used to have a disability, God is able to heal everything that would hold you back. No matter what the world says you are, you are Christ. That's who you are. You are Christ and Christ is you. You are the anointed one. You carry his anointing. That's who you are. You are him and he is you. If you abide in him, he abides in you. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's good and he's faithful. And so we're just going to pray because right now you're going to be made new. Just like I'm made new. His mercies are new every single morning. So you can't stretch his mercy. It's not like he's frustrated with you for coming to him. No, he's pleased. He gets so pleased when his children come to him and ask him for his patience and his mercy and his love and his forgiveness. That pleases him because we're going to him as a child goes to their father. So right now, no matter who you are, no matter who's watching, there's forgiveness. There's forgiveness for you. There's forgiveness for whatever it is that's happened in your past. There's forgiveness for everything. The Lord forgives. He is a forgiver. He is a savior. He saves us from everything. That's who he is. And so right now, I literally just want you to imagine that you're holding every single thing that you've done wrong in your hands. And I just want you to imagine yourself dropping it. And below your hands are Jesus' hands. You're dropping everything that you've done wrong, every mistake you've ever made, you're dropping it into the Savior's hands. And he takes those things and he throws them as far as the east is from the west. They're gone. You'll never see those things again. They're done. It's a done deal. Whatever those things were, he has cast them as far as the east is from the west when we hand them to him when we repent for it. So Lord, right now, and just pray with me, right now, we repent forever missing the mark of Jesus. We repent forever sinning against you. We repent. We let go 
of the cares of this world. We release shame. We release fear. We release our past. And we thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and you are just to forgive us of our sins. Lord, forgive us right now and cleanse us from even the stain of sin. Cleanse our minds, cleanse our emotions. Jesus, you're the Lord of our lives. You're not just the Savior, you're our Lord. We follow you. You call the shots and we'll be obedient. Father, purify us right now. Purify all of our lives, Lord. Let your fire come and refine us and purify us. You know, I just, as we're praying, I just, I feel like I can feel somebody saying, I just, that's great, but I, you don't know where I've been or what I've done. And I may not, but you know, Jesus came so that he could eat with the tax collectors, so that he could hang out with the prostitutes. The heart of Jesus is for everybody. He came so that the world could be saved, and that includes you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter who you've been. What matters is there's hope in Jesus. And today, he wants to make you a new person. So if you have had shame try to come on you and make you think that you're not good enough for him, then just right now, just say, Jesus, I want you to be my Savior, and I want you to be my Lord. I need you to cleanse me. I need you to purify me. I need you, Jesus. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again. I believe that you're my Savior. And I receive your saving today. I receive you today. I receive your forgiveness today. I receive your power today. I receive the new life today. I receive Jesus as mine today. And that old thing is done. It's gone. It's done. And right now you're made new. That's who you are. He loves you very, very much. You have anything? Um, a verse that has been really important to me um, recently is Matthew 5, 14 through 16. It says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. And I love that, like, that's who we were created to be. We were created to be the light and to bring glory to the Father. So everything in the past that doesn't bring glory to the Father, that's in the past. Yeah. That doesn't matter. But who you were created to be, not just, a, not just a light, but a light on a hilltop, a light for everyone to see. And God, God is making you that right now. Yeah. He's making you the type of, you know, 
capable of carrying that where you can get people see you and you can give glory to God. Yeah. And I love, I love that. I think that is so amazing. Yeah. That's who you are right now. Yeah. Guys, we thank you for being on with us. Just like with every single broadcast, we want to give you an opportunity to give to the gospel because there's promises attached to that. Do you have anything for giving? I didn't, I didn't ask you ahead of time. Surprise. <laughs> He didn't ask me at a time. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, not that I know of at this moment. <laughs> we, here's the thing with giving is it's not for us. It's for y'all. Like God is so good that he sets up a system in his kingdom that we can access at any point as believers <laughs> we can access anytime as believers by giving and buddy put it in the comments hashtag donate if you're on facebook you can put in hashtag donate followed by the amount that you'd like to give if you're on any platform you can also go to givebc.org and you can go there that's our website where you can sow into but you know the kingdom the kingdom of god it's a kingdom of seed it's a kingdom built on seed, time, and harvest. And everything that we do is a seed. Our actions are seeds. Our words are seeds. And our finances, they're seeds. And seeds produce what they are. You know, if you sow an apple seed, you'll reap an apple tree. If you sow a cucumber seed, you'll reap a cucumber plant. Well, if you sow a seed into good soil, it will produce a harvest. And so this time, like we said, it's not for us. We, we, are so thankful that people find this ministry to be good ground to sow into, but we provide the giving platform so that you may be blessed. We want you blessed. We are believing for every person who sows into the gospel, who sows into this ministry, that they will be blessed. They will see the blessing of God manifest in their lives. And every seed is called to produce every seed. So when you're sowing, you can expect a harvest on that seed because that's what seeds do. Farmers don't sow seeds into the ground and then hope that something comes. No, if you're sowing, it's with intention. If you're gardening, you know how to garden. Well, it's the same thing. It's not just like you're going outside going, Wee, it's so fun to plant seeds, like, and you're just sprinkling them everywhere. No, you're planting yeah. into ground that will produce. Yeah. And so I just saw myself on the replay. That was great. When you sow today, you can know that your harvest will come to pass. And have you seen that happen in your life? Oh my gosh, so much. It's, it's, it is so important to sow and to be led with your sowing. Like, um, I, I kind of used to just kind of sow, like you said, like, whoo, like, <laughs> oh, that person needs something. Let me just give it to them. And I remember talking to Pastor Brian and he was like, um, and I was asking him questions and he was like, well, you, you have to be led with it because if you, if, without love, without being led, without love, it, it won't produce anything. You have to, you, you can't just give whatever, like yeah. you have to, you have to be led. And, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, let me, let me uh, like alter that a little bit. <laughs> so I've, I've had to remind myself of that, of not just like, who like sewing wherever, but yeah. being led with it. And one way to do that is like where you're being fed 
to sow there. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and then also, like, what, as you're talking, what it made me think of was I used to, Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole's son, Luke, I homeschooled him for his kindergarten year of school. And one of the science projects we did was we planted seeds. Like I let him go to the store and we picked out just a whole bunch of seeds and they were super random, the things he chose. <laughs> but so that was an afternoon as we planted them. He got his little planters. We packed them down and then we watered it. And every day after that, he'd come in and he's like, is it time to water them yet? Is it time to water the seed yet? Like, is, can we go outside and water the catnip yet? Like, can we go outside and water catnip. the cucumber? That was his first choice was catnip. <laughs> can we water the cucumbers? Like, are they sprouting yet? But he did that because as a child, he knows seeds equal plants. Yeah. And so he, like, he was willing to wait, but like he was expecting that thing to pop up right then because that's childlike faith. Yeah. So during the time that it took for the seed to sprout up above the soil, he knew it was happening below the soil. So yeah. he'd water that thing. He'd wait for it to grow. And then the second that green sprouted up, he was rejoicing. It wasn't even anything he could utilize yet. It's because he saw the promise coming. And he's like, who that thing's growing? Abby's cat's going to be crazy when I bring the catnip home. Like he was so excited for Abby's cat to like, have tons of catnip. He was ready. But that's the sort of expectation we have. As you're sowing today, be expectant on that thing sowing. Be expectant that that thing is going to produce life and life in abundance. That thing's coming. When Whatever you plant today, whatever you sow today, it will produce. Yeah. That's what seeds are called to do. But we've got to water it. We've got to speak with our confession. That thing I sowed, it's coming to pass in my life. I will see the harvest off of that seed sown. And as we are intentional to confess the word of God over every seed sown, we will see with childlike faith, the harvest come up. But often when we sow, it's just willy nilly and whew, or we'll mm -hmm. sow it and then just leave it there. And then the seed will dry up. God doesn't forget a seed, but often we do just because it hasn't meant anything to us. When we are obedient to be harvesters and not just sowers and yeah. speak over the harvest and expect the harvest and remind God about the harvest that's coming, that's when we'll start to see those things manifest in our life. Yeah. So when you sow today, be intentional about it. Yeah. But he says, if we aren't being led, we can un unintentionally be enabling people to depend on man, not God, and then cause more damage than good. For sure. We've got to be intentional to be dependent on God, but then be intentional to speak the will of God over the seed that we've sown. God, thank you. Thank you for the men and women that have sown today. Thank you, Lord, for the seed that's coming in, that you are blessing the sower. They have riches abundantly in their life. They are givers. They are rich. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and you add no sorrow to it. God, let a quick return on the seed sown today come into their lives. Let a quick harvest happen. Let a quick harvest happen in Jesus' name. A quick work, God. A quick work in the name of Jesus. Let that thing come to life. Let it sprout up and let there be fruit that 
can be harvested in Jesus name. Let it happen quickly. A quick work for every man and woman who have sown into this today. We ask for a quick return off of their seed sown in Jesus name. Well, y'all, we love you. Thank you for being on with us. We are so thankful for you. Thank you for joining us this Monday. And tomorrow, make sure that you tune in at 1145 a.m. because we have a brand new episode for you. It's time for Will It Muffin tomorrow with Marky Eleanor Dottie Dunphy. And then we'll have some time of prayer and Bible trivia where you can win free money with us. And it's going to be such a good day because we're going to have another What's the Word? That'll be powerful. We'll be on tomorrow with Buddy. Make sure that you check that out. It's going to be great. But we love you. We believe in you. And we will see you tomorrow at 1145. Do you have anything else? No. You guys, I'm, uh, I'm excited for Willow Muffin tomorrow. We, it was inspired Yay. by you guys. I have guesses. Put in the comments right now what you think Will It Muffin will be tomorrow, and we will be back same time, same place, and we love you very much. Have a good rest of your Monday.